0: Hello there, and welcome to the Go Ahead Dublin Championship final special here on Dubs TV, part one of a two part Nafina versus Chemical Croaks County Finals special. Over the next two weeks, we're going to be looking ahead to the Senior One football and Senior One hurling finals, both between Chemical Croaks and Nafina. That's the first time since 1971 when St Vincent's met Crave Kieran that both senior finals have been between the same two clubs. This week, it's the football that is the focus. Chemical Croaks aiming for back-to-back senior football titles as they take on an Athena team looking for a first senior county championship win since 2001.
1: Michael Day. we <laughs> go for, does go for it.
2: I've seen flags bumping around the area. the real. Wake up call every morning. It's a real proud moment for all of us.
3: We're very, very tight, and our sport has definitely pulled us through those tight moments. So hopefully we can get as many out on Sunday as well to support us. Very tough machine beat We saw that last year when we played them, and we were lucky to overcome them. So we know we'll have to be at our best to overcome them again on Sunday.
2: We have a few with respect for chemical croaks. They have set the standard really of government football over the last few years, but we're really looking forward to, to coming up against them this weekend.
4: finishes it to the back of the net.
0: Okay, I'm delighted to be joined now by Coman Goggins to look ahead to Sunday's game. Coman, thanks a million for joining us. Hi, Derek, how are you? Thanks a million. And Not at all. Um, it is KD final week, Coleman. Um, I guess, first of all, looking back on the championship as a whole, the championship campaign as a whole, uh, how do you assess it have you enjoyed the the season so far
1: yeah look i think the 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 nature of the the, the tighter groups i suppose where you've got 16 teams across the two senior championships is great uh, not so much if you're in senior two i suppose haven't been relegated out of senior one perhaps but certainly it makes it more competitive uh, across the groups i think and i don't think anyone misses, you know, big scorelines in favour of one team over another team because potentially it was a mismatch in terms of abilities or whatever. So I think it works out great that way. I was fortunate enough through yourselves in terms of Dubs TV and also with TG Carr to get into a good lot of the games this year. So I got to see a lot of teams that maybe you wouldn't often see through championship action. So a lot of clubs who are probably coming with young teams who potentially can impact on senior championship down the road. And then you obviously have the the more experienced teams or the teams that have achieved maybe over the last couple of years who are still maybe dominant, uh, albeit Nafina, who aren't a new team, certainly are new to the stage they're at this year for the first time in, in close on 20 years. So that's a good achievement for them. But I think there's a lot of promise coming through the championship in terms of hopefully new players for Desi Farrell to cast his eye over. Also for teams coming from senior two, albeit Vincent's and Sylvester's are obviously quite strong in terms of where they're at. Uh, but but I, I just like the way it formats, I like the way teams get to compete at a level that's reflective of probably where they're at currently, uh, and I think the system supports then uh, good games in general across the group stages anyway.
0: Yeah, and I guess not to put you on the spot, but who's impressed you outside of Nafina Croaks? Who's impressed you uh, this year from a team point of view in terms of looking forward to the future? I know you're a Ballantyre man, and would you be happy with how Ballantyre's uh, season has gone so far in terms of... Progress made at the club, uh, long term future for the club as well?
1: Yeah, it's close to 20 years since Ballantyr reached that stage of the championship. I was part of the, the group that were there, I suppose. So it was great to see them back at that stage. Probably when the group was initially drawn, you would have been optimistic that they potentially could have got results against the likes of Temple, Ogan, Rohini, who would have similarly thought that they could get results against Ballantyr, obviously. So it's great for them to, to reach that stage. What it probably does, and this isn't just reflective of Ballantier, it's reflective of maybe those teams that are coming with younger players, is where there's a step in terms of playing against Ballyboden, Kilmock Codd, Nafina, St. Jude's, Thomas Davis, two degree teams that have got to county finals, who've won county finals, You know that physicality element that exists, particularly in the Senior One Championship, whereby time and space is really at a premium at that level. So you don't get the extra second that you might get at senior two or in the leagues in terms of senior one or senior two leagues. So everything has to be done very quick. And then when you are caught in possession, the physicality that comes in the tackle is far greater with those more experienced teams. They're more seasoned, they're longer on the road. So that's obviously a a natural component of a team that's together for five, seven, 10 years, that they've done all that strength and conditioning work. So from a volunteer perspective, Great to get to a quarter-final stage, but, but what are the learners that they take out of the game against Bally Bowden, who were very strong the day they played them in the, the quarter-final and would probably be disappointed how they turned up in a semi-final. But there's huge learnings to pick up from that in terms of maybe turnovers that cost Ballantyre scores or not delivering the ball quick enough in terms of creating their own scores. So no, I'm very partisan there and focused on Ballantyre. There, was, there yeah. was 11 other teams across the senior one championship. Uh, I thought Temple Oak had, had a nice model in terms of how they set up to try and restrict teams getting scores against them. At time, maybe their counter-attack didn't allow them to create scores, but they would have been very pleased with how they managed to get results in games where it looked like they were beaten. And then I, I, Thomas Davis, while I might in some of the Dubs TV commentary come across as a little bit critical in terms of their transition from defence to attack. Defensively, they're, they're very well set up and very structured and where they probably just lack getting to the next stage is how quick they can get the ball from defence to attack and create and put teams on the back foot and not allow them to regroup against them. I think so many times they managed to turn over teams, having worked really hard defensively, but it took them 5, 10, 15 seconds to get the ball to an attacking zone, whereas the, the stronger, better teams, and better is probably the wrong word, the more fluid teams, the more experienced teams, are able to move that ball much quicker, which then caused a problem for the defensive team as such. So I think a lot of teams will probably take solace from where they ended up in Championship. Jude's, i probably feel the most hard done by, I guess, in some respects, having been so consistent for so many years across the Senior Championship, you know, to not make, you know, the, the knockout stages of the, the competition probably doesn't reflect where they're at, given how successful they have been, albeit that arguably they left the Senior Championship behind them last year to some respects although credit to Croaks for pulling it out of the bag when they did. So like there's huge improvements across a lot of teams. There's some teams maybe who feel that they need to go back and and revisit where they got to this year and how we improve on a lot of teams. But but I think in general, teams probably find their level across the group stages and into quarterfinals. And in general, when you look at the Senior 1 Championship in particular, the, the two best teams, in my opinion, have reached the final stage, and that's on the back of good performances through group and quarters and semis. Yeah, that was, was a very long-winded answer, I'd say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're used to that. You can, no, you can edit this. You can edit this. I just like to ask though about Nafina and Croaks. Uh, I mean, there'd be many people's favourites to reach the final pretty much all season if they could be kept apart in the quarterfinal and, and the semi-final draw in particular. Um, it's obviously worked out that way. Uh, do you, you, you do feel they are the two best teams in the county in this championship campaign?
1: Yeah, definitely. I won't say Nafina are surprised. They've they've had successful underage teams coming through. And there was, was always a question was, would they be able to gel together at senior level and, and get to a championship final and then obviously be good enough to go on and win it? So there's probably been a couple of seasons where they felt they were unlucky. There was a game a couple of seasons ago against Bally Bowden where they were probably unlucky to come out the wrong side. I think they lost a player was sent off in that game, put them down to 14 men, which made it difficult for them. So, so they've, they've, they have the nucleus of a great team because of the individual talent, talent that's within it. And maybe they just haven't managed to, to connect that all together to get to the point they are this year. So th- they've certainly been a coming team. I think, and I said this on the day, the result against Jude's for me was a big result for them because over the last number of years, they haven't managed to beat one of those top four or five teams. And when I talk of the top four or to five teams, you're talking Croaks, you know, Bally Bowden, Vincent's when they've been there as such. So that, that league of competition that you're up against. So for them to beat Jude's, albeit in the group stages of the competition, I think that gave them a massive fill-up in terms of going on into knockout stages and thinking, well, we've now demonstrated we can get to where Jude's, who were championship finalists last year, were. So that then gives you a little bit of confidence that you can try and push on past that. Their performance the last day in terms of their first-half performance in particular was exceptional and almost got their foot in the door to the final by half-time. You have to go and see out the game, which they did, obviously. So I've been impressed with how they've grown from that Jude's game, but, but I do think the result against Jude gave them the lift, that they needed to show that they're in a position now to to at least get to a championship final. And then on the flip side of that, you can't but be impressed by that beating All-Ireland finalists last year to come back again and be as consistent as they have been through the group stages unbeaten, getting to quarterfinals and semifinals and probably had a tougher route in terms of their their game against Kula, getting to where they've landed in terms of the championship final again. But, but their fluidity and movement, their, their panel, their ability to transition so quick, their ability for the likes of Rory O'Carroll, who's centre back and renowned for his defendant, to pop up and score two goals in a championship game, that movement and fluidity that they have throughout the team obviously pitches them as favourites going into the, the weekend, in my opinion. Not that Nafin are, are too far behind them, but I certainly think when you look at it in totality and to, to get to the nubbier question, the results, the performances, Definitely Crokes and Athena are the two best teams at senior one and deserve to be where they're at in terms of building to a championship final this weekend.
0: Okay, good stuff. Let's hear from both camps ahead of uh, Sunday's game. We caught up with both captains ahead of the final this Sunday. Athena captain Alistair Fitzgerald and first of all, chemical Crokes captain Shane Cunningham. Joined by Shane Cunningham, the Chemical Croaks captain here at Parnell Park ahead of Sunday's go-ahead Dublin Senior One football final against Nafina Half past four here on Sunday afternoon is the game. Shane, you're back again for another county final. You're getting used to this at this stage. How's preparation going uh, for this weekend?
3: Yeah, it's going well. Uh, obviously, we've had a we've had a tough few games uh, against Thomas Davis and cooler, and uh, the group stage as well. We had a tough few games, so. Preparation is going well, Uh, training this week, uh, we'll just be tapering down so uh, hopefully we'll all be 100% for Sunday.
0: How do you assess your campaign so far? It's gone pretty well for yourselves, you seem to be uh, playing pretty well all campaign, how do you assess it so far? Yeah it's been going well, there was a few performances that we weren't
3: happy with um, and stages of games where we we definitely needed to improve um, and I think we'll definitely need to improve a lot more uh, to overcome the Fiend on Sunday, they're a very strong side so we know we'll have to be at our very best to beat them.
0: Uh, Like I mentioned it's your second county final in a row Um, but I guess it's different this year because you're the defending champions this year Um, so in a lot of ways you have a target on your back this year which you didn't have last year. How has that been that um, challenge of trying to go back to back and all the challenges I guess that that brings uh, to the team?
3: Yeah well like like I said I think the Dublin Championship is always an absolute minefield no matter who you play against. you go into games and people expect you to overcome teams that uh, they perceive you to be to weaker teams and us to be superior. It's always such a tough challenge and uh, again this year, uh, although we're county county champions, uh, it, it's still extremely tough. Uh, the, the, the challenges uh, we face on any given day are, are always very tough um, and I'm sure it'll be the same again on Sunday.
0: It's a pretty young panel that you have. You had a young panel last year. I'm sure the experience of last year's final. Uh, will help you uh, you've a uh, young enough panel but also plenty of experience in the panel as well and we, all, we all know the the names that are in the panel as well so it's a nice blend that you have there but I'm sure the experience of last year's final will help the, the guys uh, this weekend
3: yes definitely a nice mix um, like unfortunately now I'm kind of one of the older lads on, <laughs> on the team uh, but definitely the, the younger lads as well coming on the team would have had the experience of last year uh, and they would have had experience playing maybe big games a Dublin minor done 21s uh, but I think it's the same for the final as well That the strength and depth that both uh, both teams have, uh, lads definitely have experienced playing in the big games.
0: Um, it's a plenty of excitement in the club this week a big two weeks for the club obviously the football final is this weekend the hurling final the weekend after both Kimmelcockroaks and Afina in both games uh, so it's a, a big couple of weeks for the club. Absolutely yeah
3: like like you said we're in the final of Sunday and the hurling right are the following Sunday and the ladies footballers won their uh, county title for the first time in the history of the club as well so there's definitely a great buzz around the club and look hopefully we can continue that on Sunday.
0: Uh, what can you expect from Lefina this weekend?
3: Uh, like, like I said, Lefina—they're a very strong team. Uh, they've uh, talent all over the pitch, um, and they've—they've they've definitely very good players that are going to have to be looked after, uh, and then defensively as well. That they've a good structure in place, so uh, we're going to have to be at our best.
0: Yeah, and finally, you mentioned the kind of excitement around the club. Uh, uh, I guess you're all, you're looking for a big support here at Parnell Park this weekend. I know the support last year played a big part in your success last year so i'm sure you're hoping for the same thing we, we saw the support for the uh, ladies and for their final as well so i'm sure you're looking for the same at uh, this weekend
3: yeah absolutely i think i spoke about it a lot last year the support that we had it had a massive impact on us in games last year Um you can remember a lot of our games last year were very very tight and we were down a lot of games and definitely the support uh, helped us overcome those moments so hopefully we can get as many people out on sunday as well
0: Okay, joined by Alistair Fitzgerald, the Nafina captain here at Parnell Park ahead of Sunday's Go Ahead. Dublin Senior One football final. It's Nafina versus Chemical Croak Sunday half past four here at Parnell Park. Alistair, how's that preparation going for yourself so far?
2: Yeah, it's going really well. Um we're we're really looking forward to it. We've you know put in huge work over the, over the year and uh, you know we've we've one more game to, to go. Um, preparation's been brilliant, There's real buzz, real excitement around the whole community. Um and kind of the team on a smaller scale, just, you know, so much so much excitement and and um, you know, the thrill of, of playing in the final is 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 excellent, can we?
0: talking about the year as as a whole and i guess your form has been very good this year as a whole not just championship but in league as well you've been able to carry momentum from a good league campaign into the championship and you've been playing pretty well all season
2: yeah so uh, i think you know last year winning the league was was a stepping stone for us um and this year we wanted to you know to go one further um we were happy with the league last year, but we were very disappointed in the quarter-final of the Championship, uh, losing to, to Crokes, so this year we wanted to, you know, to right a lot of wrongs, um, and yeah, you know, momentum is a huge one, and it, it has carried from, not only from good performances this year to the Championship, but from, from last year as well, definitely.
0: You mentioned the quarter-final last year. The last, I think, four seasons before this, you you exited the Championship at the quarter-final stage. You broke that duck this, uh, this season, uh, victory over... Uh, Whitehall column kill in the quarterfinal at this stage and obviously you're into the final now uh, and deservedly into the final as well so you, you feel that's probably a big step forward in terms of getting beyond the quarterfinal and you're into a, a first county final I think for the first time since 2005 for the club.
2: Yeah I think you know we we had a really tough game in the quarterfinal um, Whitehall you know ran us very close and on another day, they possibly could have pushed and won it, but I think you know it was a test of character, and we prevailed thankfully on on the, in the quarterfinal, and then that set us up for a really good performance uh, against Bally Bowden, who, I guess, we have been on the wrong end of results against them um, in quarterfinals previous and and years previous. So, yeah, you know, it, it, to get to the semi final was it was excellent, and then and to win it was another thing. And as it's gone back to momentum, you know, it's it's all rolling into to Sunday. It's, it's been brilliant, yeah.
0: Uh, a big two weeks for the club as well. First football final, as I mentioned, since two thousand and five. This weekend, the hurling final is coming up uh, the week after. It's Nafina versus Crokes as well. So, a lot of uh, big excitement in the club over the next couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, it's huge. You know, it's uh, it's massive for for both clubs. But you know, I can only speak for our club when I say the whole community is is behind us. You know, it's we're we're leading three and a half thousand members, you know, and we, we really feel that over the last um couple of months but last couple of games in particular have they've kind of got us over the line and uh it's 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 really exciting, it's really exciting moments for the club and um I guess, you know, it's something that hopefully young generation aspire to and they see both clubs or sorry both uh, codes of, of Nafina in the final. Um and, you know, hopefully it inspires a couple of people to talk like this in in another 20 years to look back on, on these days and remember them fondly hopefully. Uh, how important will it be to have that support here at Parnell Park on Sunday? Oh it's massive, um, knowing croaks they're gonna have you know the stands filled with, with purple and yellow so we are calling all, all uh, generations in Athena Young and old Which I know Are going to be there anyway But it's it's going to be huge And as I said The the crowd um, It really got us over the line the, the last day We could really feel it On our backs um, So you know It's not to be underestimated How big
0: um, And how much of an impact The, the crowd make To, to us playing yeah, And finally What can you expect From Chemical Croaks This weekend They're obviously County champions They're a team That you I'm sure Know very well We've Played against each other a, a lot of times Over the past few years In both league and championship What can you expect From this weekend uh, yeah, we've had
2: great battles over um, over the last couple of years with Crokes. Um, we have a lot of respect for them. You know, they've they've kind of set the standard in Dublin football over the last couple of years. So, you know, we're we're well aware of the threat that they that they possess, um, and we're just really excited. We're really excited. They're the kind of teams you want to be playing against. You know, and test yourself against. So, um, yeah, huge respect and really looking forward to getting out on Sunday. Yeah.
0: Jane Cunningham and Alistair Stirl, both captains speaking uh, this week, uh, both men looking obviously to lift the cup this Sunday. I come we're not going to get your uh, predictions just yet, but looking at both teams, they do seem to be uh, pretty evenly matched, I would say. Uh, both seem to have a nice balance between defence and attack. You mentioned Athena already and, and how they've worked on maybe improving themselves between that, between defence and attack, but they do, too, they do seem to fairly evenly matched teams in that regard.
1: Yeah, absolutely. there is no question that Nafina have some outstanding individual talent. When when you look across some of the names, you know Conor McHugh, David Lacey, James Doran. You have Johnny Cooper, obviously all merchant in terms of defensively. Uh, Don Ryan in the middle of the field. So individually, they have you know such a collection of talent. They have a couple of workhorses in the team, and no disrespect to him, but Paddy Quinn has been excellent all year in terms of the workload he does for the team across that half forward line. Takes on some of the donkey work, and that then allows that the, the the scorers get that little bit of space and time on the ball because you have somebody behind them who's trying to dig in and do all the work. So from an attacking point of view, and they're not too shabby defensively, but from an attacking point of view, there's lots of scores in that and um, a forward line. And it's really trying to get Conor McHugh into the game early. It's really trying to get ball in and create space for him, which is going to be tight enough for the weekend. But it's how do you get those guys in the ball? How do you allow James Doran be dynamic in terms of his ball carrying and creating opportunities either for himself or... Are uh, inside him or whatever. And then you have Aaron Byrne, who's pulling the strings out around centre-forward. Hugely talented, you know, very willing to take on defenders. So, attacker wise they're definitely a match for what Kilma could have in terms of attacking dimensions. Obviously, Paul Mannion is a significant loss for Kilma, and they're fortunate that they have a Shane Walsh who slots in and, and scores eight points via when Paul Mannion is missing. So, there's a huge benefit. And I think, in some respects, controversial Paul Mannion and Shane Walsh in the same team might be a little bit difficult to try and and work out in terms of who gets the ball or who's on the ball or who's the right guy to give the ball to. In some respects, by maybe having one or other in the team, you now know you have a fulcrum in attack. So Shane Walsh is our guy that we want to get the ball to. And again, not being disrespectful to the guys around him, similar to when Paul Mannion's in the team. He's he's your score taker, your score getter. So if Paul Mannion's on fire, you want to give him the ball. If Shane Walsh is on fire, you want to give him the ball. When they're both of them are in the team, maybe that becomes a little bit more tricky for guys around who do we pick out to pass the ball to. So I'm not saying it's a blessing that Paul Mannion is in, is injured by any stretch of the imagination. From a Kilmacook crokes perspective, it's a huge loss. From a spectator uh, uh, view as well, it's also a huge loss because he's one of the best footballers we have in the county. Delighted that he's back in with the Dublin senior set again along with Jack McCaffrey. That's how good he is and, and the lift that gives to the whole county and the thoughts of him putting back on a, a blue jersey is fantastic. But when you, when you look at what Shane Walsh brings and then you dot in the guys around them, you know, Tom Fox out in the half line with Shane Horn, who does that role that Paddy Quinn does, you, you have a forward line when you match them up against each other. They're probably quite, I won't say quite similar because Croaks have achieved at a much higher level than the FINA have. But there's certainly merits in both teams and guys that you can cross into teams and you'd say, well, I'd take him ahead of him or I'd try him with him or whatever. So from an attacker point of view, that works well. I think in the middle of the field, Craig Dias' experience is massive for Kim McCord, and I think that gives them a little bit of an edge in around the middle. Uh, I think they're probably going to look to work kickouts, obviously, and he's so dynamic in terms of how, when he makes a break, what he how he supports that attacking line. So I think that's an area Nafina needs to zone in on and try and limit his impact because he can be such a standout player. And then when you jump into the back six, individually, you've got some really top-class defenders there. So you have one-on-one battles that are going to be down to the nub in terms of one guy trying to get the better of another guy. And when you look at it as a collective six, Kilmercud's fluidity is probably a little bit ahead of where Nafina's six are at in terms of what they try to do. But then when you flash in, oh, Merchant's pace and that ability to break out of defence and James Doran drops back there a little bit too, that then gives them a dynamism from their defensive line that Crokes have too in terms of, you know, Dan O'Brien and the influence, you know, the likes of Achille and O'Shea can have. So when you really look down on the, the teams and you push them against each other, I think you've touched off it. There's not a huge amount between the teams that you'd actually say, ah, this is heavily weighted one way or the other. So now what you're coming down to is trying to pick out individual battles. And this falls back on the management of both teams, I'd say. Who do we put where to make sure that they have a less impact on the game than we'd like them to have, but that it doesn't overly impact on what we're, what we're trying to achieve? If you go over the hedge and you start to be so concerned with what either team are trying to do to the detriment of your own game, you're actually nullifying the impact that your team potentially have on championship final day. But if you can find the, the couple of nuggets in terms of we stop him or we put an impact there, or we reduce the speed of that ball without overly impacting on our own game plan, you now put yourself in a great position to try and step forward and, and win the championship final at the weekend. So I think both managers probably have a job of work to do around who do we need to shut down and how do we go about doing that, which then in turn means for us, heading into Parnell Park at the weekend for the other people, spectators turning up in the day, it does tee itself up. And I hope I'm not putting the kibosh in this. It does tee <laughs> itself up to be a really exciting championship final on Sunday.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned it already, um, Coleman, about uh, Nafina. You, you mentioned already, but you know, maybe they've been a little bit unlucky over the past two years. They reached the quarterfinals. Uh, in each of the th- past four seasons, and that's as far as they've gotten. But 2019, I think you mentioned already, they they went to extra time against Ballyboden St. Enda's. You could say they were unlucky that day. Baud went on to win the championship, obviously. And then last year, in particular, they were uh, very very close to beating Chemical Crokes in the quarter final. It came down. There was a, a cross in in the last seconds of the game, which uh, there was a, a shot on goal. If it had gone in, Crokes uh, sorry, um, Nafina would have beaten Crokes. Obviously, Crokes won that game. Went on to win the championship. So they've been a little bit unlucky going out to the teams they've gone out to and maybe the teams they face in the quarterfinals over the past two years what have they done this year uh, that's different how have they set themselves up this year to maybe progress from what we've seen over the past two years to become a team now that are obviously in the county final for the first time in 20 in i don't know how long it is since 2005 you do the math 17 years since they were in the county final the last time so like what have they done now to kind of get themselves into this position
1: yeah, they probably will feel that they haven't shifted a huge amount, and that they've been very competitive and lucky enough to get there. As you, as you rightly said, I think what they they have is a little bit more settled in terms of knowing what people's individual roles are, and that clarity of role then feeds through in terms of the overall team performance. So there's some very dominant uh, personalities within the team, and that's not meant in in a negative way. So guys who've won all Ireland finals with their with Dublin, obviously, guys who've been standout footballers for a county who've who haven't managed maybe to translate that into the, the club scene because they'd love to be as successful with club as they would be with county. And, and, you know, I'm not going to compare it to Ballymun's success a couple of years ago where there was, you know, that group were together for eight or 10 weeks consistently, which allowed them blitz through the Dublin Championship. But I think the fact that, you know, maybe Dublin weren't successful, there was a renewed hunger in guys who've been involved in the Dublin setup to come back and look to see, could this be the year that we try and gel things together with Nafina? And as I, as I pointed out already... The way they approach the St. Jude's game, who are notoriously very hard to break down and beat because they're so strong defensively, they really went after Jude's early on. And that intent, I think, is probably a level that they have brought this year that maybe hasn't been there in previous years. And that's very easy for me to comment on intent when you're outside the tent, for want of a better way of phrasing that. But that certainly seems to come across that they're, they're very tuned into what they need to do to try and get results and then how they deliver that over the 60, 60 plus minutes when they're on the field. So, talent-wise, there's no doubt about it they have it. Cohesive, they've definitely gelled together a little bit more, but that intent and belief within the ranks, within the system, that we have the players capable of winning a county title, I think that's starting to come to the fore a little bit. And they're not jumping ahead of themselves by any stretch of the imagination. I think it's just the fact that they've been together, they've collectively seen how they can get results, they know how to get the right guys on the ball at the right time to try and get scores... And they have a nice knack of creating goal scoring opportunities, which in most instances, when it comes to the crunch, that goal can be so vital in trying to win a county title, particularly a first one in 16, 17 years. So if they can have that eye on goal and they're they're focused in it and can use the dynamism in the runners that they bring from the deep, I think it gives them a chance of getting goals. And across their front six, they have goal scores. There's no doubt about it. So I think it's just an intent and a a direction that they're pointing is probably the difference this year than anything significant in terms of styles of play, albeit they are well set and how they defend and then how they break out of attack with that pace. And as I mentioned, they're at a level physically in terms of their development a number of years on from their underage success where they're able to stand up and match what the Ballybodens, the Kilmockwood Croaks bring to the table. And I think that puts them in good stead going into the match where they don't need to fear what Kilmockwood Croaks are coming with and they need to Again, be very direct with their intent in terms of what they want out of the game, which is obviously a performance which gives them an opportunity to try and win it.
0: It seems uh, strange to say, uh, Lafina haven't been in a county final since 2005, so you might call them an experience. It seems strange to say that with a team when they have someone like Johnny Cooper and you know, in the team, one of the most experienced players in in the country. But in terms of the overall team, maybe you you might say that they obviously have an experience at county final. Chemical Croaks have, Chemical Croaks were there in 2018, obviously they were there last year as well. Does that mean anything, does that count for anything on County Final Day or in the days leading up to it in terms of nerves? Does it matter at all that experience that they have, that Chemical Croaks have last year, compared to obviously which Nafina would, I wouldn't have?
1: Yeah, I think what Chemical Croaks have is experience of, of winning games when they're under pressure, so digging out games and and... You know, if you look against Cool, um, you know, and maybe they weren't at their best. They still managed to get a result to come out of the game. Uh, you look back at some of their performances last year and even through the Leinster campaign and into the All-Ireland series. And we leave the All-Ireland final out of, you know, for the moment. They managed to get about winning games, even when things aren't going particularly well for them. And I think that grows out of experience. The experience of being in finals, the experience of having your back against the wall. The experience of knowing that something big is on the line and that we need to find a way of trying to eat that out. And if you look back to the county final last year, absolutely from a Jude's perspective, there was an opportunity to go win it. But equally from a Kilmacud crokes perspective, they were very close to losing it. But they had substitutes who came in. They had a way about going after St Jude's that turned a game that looked to be so far gone from them into a, a performance that ultimately wins in the Dublin Senior Championship. And that experience... Can't be worked on at training, can't be worked on in a, a meeting room, can't be worked on off video. It can only be gained by being there on the day and knowing what it takes to go and eat that out. Nafina definitely have experience in the likes of Cooper, Merchant, Connor McHugh, who've been there on big days and have, have got results when it came to the crunch, but maybe not necessarily with this club group that they're with. KilmaCod across their, you know, squad of 20 plus they have the experience of winning in Dublin Championships when they're backwards to the wall. And that certainly, in my view, gives them an advantage And if things aren't going their way, that they can reset and deliver. The question for Nafina is, if things start going against them, are they able to find a way to regroup, recover, reset and go after Kilnock Court in maybe a different way? What what the, the great teams have is a plan A, but they also have a plan B and a plan C so that they can adapt as things are happening. If you look at the success of the Dublin Senior Footballers under Jim Gavin... There was plans and frameworks, but they operated outside of those when they had to and guys were able to stand up and be counted, led by the likes of Johnny Coopers and Paul Mannions across the the two teams there. So when it comes to the club scene, are you able to revert from if A isn't working, what does B mean? And are we able to call on a leader to step forward? And often, as you know yourself in county finals, the big name sometimes gets sheckled and caught up or there's too much expected that it mightn't happen for him. And sometimes a Springer comes out of the woodwork who, who kicks five points or who, takes a ball off the line or who's the difference between winning and losing it. And I think if, if Nafina realise that, they have enough guys that are capable of being match winners for them outside of their big stars. And, and Kilmakul Croaks obviously have that experience that they can fall back if things are going wrong. So I think the experience certainly counts, but I think Nafina have enough in their, their ranks that they can hopefully have a system to reset, recover, if things start going against them a little bit during the game.
0: And Colin, where do you see the game being won and lost this weekend? What are the key uh, matchups uh, for either side coming into this game?
1: Yeah, look, I think from an Athena point of view, they need to make sure that they get their their forwards into the game. So that full forward line, Lacey McHugh and uh, Brian O'Leary. If the, if it starts as that, we'll say they need to make sure that they're getting a the ball and getting opportunities to get scores, which then you know puts a question on you know, what way Kilmockul Croak's full-back line lines up. You know, I don't imagine Dan O'Brien will drop back in there to do a marking job. I think they'll bring him out around that half-back line to be able to to play ball into their own forward line. So where does that all come into play? That, you know, you know, probably the standard answer at this stage, that middle-eight section is a massive area of winning and losing the game. So when you come down to kick-outs and retain your own possession, what you can't afford to do is... is lob the ball into the middle of the field or be turned over in the middle of the field and give, you know, Kilmaku Croaks 10 or 12 possessions in the first half with the forward line that they have and the attackers that they have. So from an Afina point of view, and in in David O'Hanlon's case, the kickers need to be spot on. And then when it does go around the middle of the field, that middle eight needs to be tenacious in terms of of winning the ball and giving themselves an attacking platform that allows them to feed that inside forward line. If Kilmer are able to impact that in any way and reduce the level of ball going into the inside line, then I think the Fiena come under pressure for scores further out the field, where I think Croaks are probably better set to get those 30, 40-meter scores that maybe the would need would be happier to get the ball into that inside line to try and get scores. So, so that's where that middle eight becomes important, and that's where Craig Dias's influence needs to be nullified from an Athena point of view. So what whether it's Michael Day... Uh, Paddy Quinn, whether it's Don Ryan in the middle of the field. Someone needs to take ownership of the impact Craig Dias has, and that nearly needs to come at the the extent of sacrificing your own game to some respects, but trying to have some impact while you're on the game. And probably the standout player for Kilmockham Croaks is Rory O'Carroll, who goes, I won't say under the radar because he, he doesn't go under the radar, but he does in other respects. And in games where he scores two goals or he comes into the play late and creates a scoring opportunity, it's because the opposition team have taken their eye off the ball in terms of how good he is without the ball in terms of getting into space and going on these, it looks like a crazy run he just takes off on, but there's method in the madness and that he finds himself back involved in the play. So I think from an Athena point of view, they need to get on top of Craig Dias on that middle third, but they also need to look at how they take Rory O'Carroll out of the game. He's a brilliant defender. He'll, he'll be back the field getting hands in all over the place, no doubt about it. But how they lessen that impact that he has when he, he makes his way into the attack, creates the extra body. And I think that requires a job of somebody to actually, I won't say man Markham, but to, when it breaks down that the first point of contact is, I need to hit Roy O'Carroll and make sure he doesn't have an impact on this, which then calls on others to come from deep to support the forward line. So middle third, massive, significant kickouts, particularly from, you know, from both goalkeepers' point of view. Will be huge, and can either team put a press on that allows them win? You know, half of those kickouts that are potentially coming their way, but I think from the fiend's point of view, they need to work so hard that that inside line is able to be freed up to get space on the ball or get at least scoring opportunities. Will ultimately be the difference between whether they can get one over the line here against Kilmore Croaks or whether Croaks will go on and and win the game. So it's yeah, battle out in the middle third, get your kickouts right. But from a Nafina perspective, how do we make sure whatever we do that we nullify Rory O'Carroll's impact and get that front line into the game gives us an opportunity of, of going to win it. I think Croaks would be happy enough if it goes into a, a fight and there's limited space because they have that way of eking out results. So I think Nafina need to try and keep it some way open, give themselves some little bit of space that they can get the guys into the game.
0: Okay, good stuff then. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be chatting to the uh, GPOs and club coaches of uh, both Chemical Croaks and uh, Nafina. This week, the focus is on Chemical Croaks as we chat to their GPO, Niall Corcoran. Okay, Niall Corcoran, the Chemical Croaks GPO. Thanks a million for joining us, Niall. You're very welcome. Glad to be here, Derek. I know it's a pretty uh, hectic time for yourself at the club at the moment in a good way, obviously, with uh, two Senior one finals to come over the next couple of weekends, and obviously the ladies' final a few weeks ago as well. So thanks, Millie for taking the time out to join us. A lot of good buzz around the club. I'm sure at the moment, plenty of excitement as well.
4: Yeah, absolutely. At the moment, you know we we have uh, we have our purple and purple and gold day um, in the schools on Friday, so huge excitement there. Uh, I think the ladies had had set the bar there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, even on Sunday they have their 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 uh, their Leicester Championship match uh, in Galalban here, which is a uh, which is fantastically uh, important uh, to us also and hopefully to go well there. And then we have, obviously, the, the senior football final afterwards and the senior hurling final Sunday week. So plenty to look forward to. There's plenty of excitement around the club. And there's lots and lots of colour, as you can imagine.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to be. And like I say, it's, it's the second year in a row you've had that excitement as well, which is which is great to see yeah. that kind of continuing. Tell us about your role at the club. Uh, you're obviously the GPO. So tell us about... I guess your role and what you do in the club on a on a weekly basis
4: yeah so i suppose uh my role is is ultimately about developing coaches so coaches can develop players and uh i spend a lot of my time in our local schools we've got nine feeder schools uh in the community and they're all fantastic schools and they're hugely supported by the principals and teachers in those schools who promote Gaelic games and promote chemical croaks in those schools. And I'll go in and and support that effort uh, in those schools. I suppose a a big part of my role over, certainly over the last six, seven, eight years since the club has has expanded more has been around coach education and coach development. Uh, I think we've, certainly around 500-600 coaches uh, in the club. So it's important that there's uh, coach development and coach education provided for those coaches uh, throughout the year. So a lot of my work now is spent on uh, developing coaches providing formal education in in the in the sense of uh the foundations or the, the introduction to coaching get a games awards the award one courses and then some of some of the informal stuff so at the moment we have uh pathway workshops uh ongoing and they're targeted at ccc one coaches so coaches at nursery level and coaches at go games level and that's just that's just to support their their journey as a coach and to give them the the confidence and the competence uh to go out on a saturday morning or to go out on a wednesday and develop our players and i suppose that's really how the the gpo model works uh the gpo can support the coaches and the coaches can can develop the players i think that's certainly a more sustainable model other aspects of my job are around uh things like our our our, our camps uh during the year or summer and easter camps and then our our mini islands, which is a fantastic uh competition uh we run uh for for, for the whole month of june and it's it's a it's a real, I suppose, sense of uh, I suppose, community and, and a family occasion where we get all our, our, our underage players down and playing. What are essentially internal go-game blitzes uh, for the month and it's a fantastic excitement excitement there and certainly the, uh, the GPO uh, also supports uh, initiatives like that. Um, so I, I suppose really uh, the job is, has certainly evolved over the last you know six, seven, eight years. Uh, and has certainly been targeted towards more uh, coach education and supporting, like you know the, the huge the, the huge voluntary effort that, that that's that's in the club at the moment.
0: Yeah, and we obviously know you you, you were you played uh, senior hurling with uh, the team. You're involved with the senior hurlers now at the moment as well as they, they uh, prepare for the senior one final next weekend. And you've spoken there about your role in the G as a GPO involved with nurseries and academies and summer camps. So you're in a pretty good position to kind of tell us about, I guess, um the work that has gone in at the club over the past you're there you're there 17 years now at the club. So the work has gone in at the club over the past 17 years um to I guess have people have you know kids uh kind of coaching kids at uh juvenile level and having them available to get to a level now to where you're at at senior level where you're competing regularly for senior one titles, which I guess is like it's the whole your, your job is you're seeing you're seeing these kids go from from young age, from four five and six years of age, right through to playing adults level with the club as well.
4: Yeah, absolutely. There's a there's a, a few of the guys now on the senior team. Uh, when I came into the club, first they were starting off at five years of age, and it's <laughs> you know it's uh, that's a that's all I am, Derek. <laughs> uh, but look again, they've they, they've come through the, the the club, they've come through the pathway, they've come through the structure, they've started off at the nursery, and uh, essentially the nursery is a really important stage uh, for for players and parents when they enter Kilngua Crokes. It's, it's their first experience of the club. And it, it's essentially my role to make sure it's a really positive experience, and to ensure that that there's structures there that's going to uh, keep those players, develop those players, and keep their parents in, uh, involved in the club. And it's great to see, uh, I suppose, some of those players who've come through that. Uh, I suppose that pathway, and and has been there's been, I suppose, a huge amount of of support, and there's been uh, structures have have become really important around. Uh, coaching committees and uh, and 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 having really really good people I've been talking about really good volunteers who give up huge amount of time to develop these players to come on coaching courses and to impart their knowledge onto the players and I think over, over the last few years certainly with with the, I suppose all sections numbers have, have 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 really expanded in all sections of the club particularly in the ladies section and that's that's been fantastic to see um, and I suppose you, you can see the success of our of our ladies football team, and, you, and certainly at underage, with our camogie teams, uh, you know they're they're stronger and stronger every year, and, and that will that will pay dividends in the future. But the success of that starts at the nursery, and and given given the player a yeah, really positive experience, and given the families a really positive experience as they come through the pathway in the club and certainly meeting the needs uh, of, of parents and players at different stages of the pathway uh, and recognizing what those needs are. And essentially uh, as my role as a GPO, that's, that, that that's what it looks like. And it's, ensure, it's, it's ensuring that, that that both parents and players experience those, um, um, you know, those, those needs and those needs are catered for as, as they move through the club. And, and, Again, it's important to say that uh, the, the the people, the the, the volunteers. I, I think it, it doesn't work uh, without uh, volunteers and mentors and and people who sit on 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 committees and fundraise and do all that. Certainly, sometimes unseen work to ensure that uh, the under ten coach has enough footballs and slitters uh, to to run sessions on on a Tuesday night and. I I think that's the success of the club uh, that there's 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 people and good people willing to get involved and willing to to put in the hours to ensure that players and, and mentors are catered for uh, to ensure that we have I suppose success like, like like we've had now certainly at at the senior level in 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 our codes.
0: You mentioned already. Uh, obviously, we, we've spoken about the fact that you're, you're you're there seventeen years. You mentioned already, maybe the last seven or eight years, the role has kind of changed an awful lot. Yeah. Uh, how has the how has it changed? Do you notice a big difference from when you started out to now in terms of how uh, important, I guess, those things that you mentioned there, the the engagement at nursery level and coaching all the way through and coaching the coaches, how important that's become over the past ten years or more in terms of giving. Uh, players and, and kids the best opportunity to, not even succeed, but the best opportunity in terms of uh, having the best coaching available to them. Have, have you seen the big change in that over the past few years?
4: I, absolutely. When I started my role first, uh, I suppose there was a big emphasis on on, on recruitment uh, and getting into the schools and uh, and, and spreading Gaelic games in the schools and, and, and indeed Kilmocker Crokes. And what, while that's still important to us, because our schools are essentially where our, our players um, come from, and but now, but now what we're finding and what I'm seeing is that uh, we have a, a large coaching population in the sense that we've, I suppose, in my last uh, my last audit, we we had you know, to go to 500 coaches, excluding nursery coaches. And if you include those if you're up to maybe six, six, 650 coaches. So, and that's because uh, our, our numbers have increased, more parents have, have become involved. Uh, and with that in mind, if the objective is, is not only to to recruit, but to ensure that those players and parents stay for the journey, uh, stay in Kilmer Crooks, it's important that the role I have ensures that Uh, they are supported. And and, and so the the role around uh, coach education has become extremely important, ensuring that when parents come in to uh, the club, uh, we'd have, you know, a lot of parents who'd have had no background in Gaelic games. And, you know, certainly... I'd see that as a strength uh, because there's sometimes no preconceived ideas around what coaching should look look like in the GA. they're enthusiastic and they're willing to learn. And so, some of our best coaches have come to the club who, who have started off uh, with with little or no experience in, in Gaelic games. Uh, but it's it's providing the the education and the support. Around around the informal and and uh, formal uh, education that they need as they go through the stages of the pathway, to ensure that um, you know we can develop our players and ensure that they fulfil uh, their potential. And if that potential is to to play on the on the junior F team um, or play on on the senior team or represent Dublin, you know that's what it is. But I, I think one of the strengths of Kilmaik Croaks is that uh there, we have teams that cater for all abilities um so we we've, we've lots of our teams that uh you know that are that they're, they're, they're are lots of our age groups that have 3 4 5 teams in an age group and that means that every every ability can be catered for and every child has a team to play on and and in order for to ensure that happens you know every coach must be cared for and every coach must be supported and and must be developed so I I think that's where certainly the change I've seen over the last you know, eight years are around, around the need for coach development and around the need for for coach education to support um, the numbers that are coming through in the club.
0: Um, I know the senior success isn't the be on end-all. There's so many uh, clubs around the county and around the country as well who maybe don't have the senior success but who are doing such brilliant work around uh, their communities. But I guess it does help to engage younger people and inspire younger people to to stay on with the club I mean when you're when you're seeing someone like Paul Mannion playing for Dublin and and Lytton County Championships and Ronan Hayes doing the same thing and Laura McGee doing the same thing as well it does inspire uh younger generations to stay involved with the club and and to keep going because they want to they want to be like those heroes as well
4: Absolutely, and 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 young people need 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 role models, and and need people to look to look up to, and no better role models than the likes of the likes of Paul Mannion, Ronan Hayes, the Fergal Whiteleys, the uh, Everotliches, all you know, all, all, all these you know uh, we Daisy Davises, we, we've all these players uh, who are representing the club at a really high level and indeed represent Dublin, and I. I think what these players also do is that to give back to the club. So you will see some of our senior players down uh, among our some of our juvenile teams, uh, giving time back. I know you know, for example, there's this three or four of our latest, our latest footballers. Involved in, in, in juvenile teams, or some of our camogie players come down regularly and help out the nursery. Same with the senior footballers and senior hurlers; they're they're engaging as much as they can in, in our juvenile teams, and that's really important because our young players look up to these look up to these these people to see them play the big games in Parnell Park, and it's important that even though the club is expanding, that we keep that connection between what happens at the adult level and what happens at, at the juvenile level. And uh, to be fair to our adult players, um. I sp- Hopefully, because of of the good experiences they've had coming through the pathway and coming through croaks, they are now, uh, I suppose, engaging in at juvenile level and, and giving back. And I think the effect that has uh, on our young players is is that it does inspire them to go and and, and want to be the next Paul Mannion, uh, you know, want to be the, the next Aoife Kane, uh, want to be the next Ronan Hayes, and. I think I think that's something that's that's really valuable to us and something that, that that we shouldn't forget.
0: Absolutely. Um. Just in terms of the ladies, you mentioned already. The you, you said there's a huge work has gone in with the ladies footballers over the past uh, few years, culminating in a first senior success a few weeks ago. Congratulations again with that and a big crowd here at Parnell Park for that day that that uh, win against Thomas Davis. Um. I guess a lot of work maybe has gone in over the past few years in terms of incorporating all four codes and promoting all four codes at the club to achieve success again senior one senior uh, senior one herders and footballers over the next couple of weeks but to achieve success uh, and to promote the game across uh, all four codes in terms of uh, Camogie, ladies football herding and football as well
4: yeah yeah absolutely and 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 uh, one one of the successes have, have been the nursery the, the the combined nursery um and I think uh that that has that that has kind of uh you know we're, we're tr- we are moving and we are kind of looking at, at a one club model where when, when parents and children come in they get to experience um you know all codes and uh i think the nursery i, I think it, is the start of that journey and what that does uh, that that essentially is keeping players playing for longer and playing playing both codes if you're if you're if you're a girl and you want you want to play league football and camogie that, that's being cared for if you're if you're a young boy you want to play football and and hurling that's that's being cared cared catered for and and uh coaches are are recognizing that and you know uh while while at the senior level you know there's there's maybe not too many if any dual players uh it's the, when you look back at some of those players and, and kind of their, their pathway a lot of them have played both codes and, and have had the opportunity obviously you know those players make their own decisions when they get to 16 17 18 years of age uh, but it's important that the club uh, and the mentors in which which we do support their journey and and support their um aspirations for uh, for, for playing uh you know, all codes and playing and representing chemical croaks in, in whatever, whatever uh, form that looks like.
0: Good stuff. Now you mentioned already uh, the volunteers and the parents and, and, and kids as well, obviously in the area, how do people get involved at the club? Uh, How do you uh, volunteer to be a coach or to administration or how do you get your child involved? What's the best way to go about that if you want to get involved with the club?
4: Yeah, well, essentially, just contact myself. Or, or uh, the easiest thing to do is just, just to uh, uh, click on log on to our, our website. All the details are there on our, on our website. Um, uh, all the contacts are there, uh, including my own contact. You can contact me directly, or even if you're, if you're around the club, drop into the office in Chemical Croaks and you get all the, all the relevant in- information there.
0: Great stuff, Niles. And thanks very much for joining us today. And like I said, the very best of luck. Enjoy the next couple of weeks and hope to go well for you as well.
4: Thanks very much, Derek. Appreciate that.
0: OK, Niall Corcoran there, the Chemical Croaks uh, GPO, chatting about the great work going on at the club. And next week we're going to be chatting to the Nafina uh, Director of Coaching and Games uh, Player Development, Niall Cooper. That's on next week's uh, show, looking ahead to the uh, Senior 1 Hurling Final. OK, predictions time, Coleman. Who's going to win it on Sunday?
1: And you're breaking up, Derek, Derek. What did you ask me?
0: Oh, sorry. I'm
1: joking. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, I've said all year it's hard to look past Kilmercourt. I've seen them in a couple of group games. I've seen them in, in quarterfinal and semi-final action. Uh, and while... Paul Mannion is a significant loss, a massive loss that probably any other team wouldn't be able to cope with. I, I, they do have a way of winning games when things are going against them. So my head would say, kill could. But I, I also think genuinely that the result against Jude's gave Nafina the fill-up they needed to try and start believing themselves that they were good enough to win a Dublin Senior Championship. And again, I'm not on the inside, so that's an awful wild assumption that they didn't believe that up to now. But I do think that result gave them a lift so, so I don't see it coming down to you know a massive difference between the two teams, and I'm leaning with Croaks based on their experience and their ability to win games. So I'm I'm hedging bets here. Potentially, this goes all the way, and you're you're down to the last couple of minutes, and we're in a draw game, and potentially looking to go into to extra time because I think Nafina have a goal in them, or if not two, that might just give them a a, a way of getting that Kilmaord. So. No, I'm not saying a draw end result. I'm 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 gonna lean with Croaks and the bases of having been there before, having a bit of hurt carried over from the All Ireland final last year, that there's something in them that they want to go and and win that. But I, I see Nafina being very close to to them uh, and certainly him with a shout of of winning the game when it comes to sixty odd minutes or there or thereabouts. So maybe Kill Croak by, you know, a point or two if it comes down to it.
0: Okay, and I thought you were going to sit in the fence there and call it a draw. Oh, well, I was doing my very best to sit in the fence there. <laughs> I tried to get, a, get an you. <laughs> By the way, the CCC have confirmed just just over the past couple of days that uh, if the game ends in a draw after normal time, it goes to a replay straight away. Okay. So there's no extra time this weekend if the game does end in a draw. The same with the Senior 1 hurling final next weekend. In fact, all the adult uh, finals, if the game ends in a draw after normal time, it goes to a replay and then... Uh, after that it probably will go to extra time and penalties but great stuff after... I'll be home
1: I'll be home for the dinner so if it ends the draw yeah, absolutely classic. yes exactly
0: um, so that's the Senior 1 Football Final this Sunday afternoon at Parnell Park it's a half past four throw in Chemical Croaks versus Nafina tickets are available on DublinGA.ie and if anyone who can't make it to Parnell Park on Sunday you get to watch Coleman on TG Cahir. I mean I don't know if that's a good thing or a I mean, bad thing you just thing.
1: can't buy this kind of stuff can you I mean, yeah, like...
0: yeah. Uh, so live on TG Cahir. Yes, the game is on, not even teach on uh, Sunday afternoon as well, if you can't make it to Parnell Park. Uh, comment before we go, a quick look to the Senior 2 Championship Final. Um, that's the uh, curtain raiser before the game on Sunday, the Senior 1 Final. It's St Vincent's versus St Sylvester's uh, quarter past two in Parnell Park. How do you see that one going?
1: Yeah, well, look, what a competitive Senior 2 it was this year when you see the teams that maybe dropped out of Senior 1, Vincent's, Bridget's, uh... Sylvester's teams who have county titles over the last 10, 20 years, certainly uh, Vincent's and Bridges more recently than that. Uh, So very difficult maybe on other teams coming up through Senior 2 when you have that experience facing you down the the barrel of a gun. Uh, St. Pat's Dunabate, where I'm I'm out in Dunabate now living at the moment, would have met Vincent's in the uh, quarterfinal stages and found the difference between where Vincent's are at, maybe where St. Pat's are at as, as a big step and a big learning curve for them. So you know for, for Vincent's and Sylvester's the prize has already been achieved and that they're back into senior one championship for next year in terms of who goes on and wins that you know, I think Vincent's have given the turnover they've had in, in in personnel over the last number of years and the experience that that's gone you know to be still competing and competitive with some of the, the older guys that they have and the new guys coming through maybe is a good reflection on where they're building to and where they potentially get to next year in senior one and Sylvester's you know they're they're a big name club in Dublin, so it would be good for them to get back into senior one. Probably sitting with with Vincent's in terms of just their know-how to win championship finals when it gets to the crunch that they come out on top in in that game. But as I mentioned to, you know it's been a, it's been a tough couple of weeks for them with the loss of of Brian Mullins, and as a club obviously they've probably felt that across every aspect of the club. So so they they travel into the game on the back of such heartache across the club, but they've achieved their aim I suppose at the start of the year, which is return to. Uh, senior 1 and I just lean with them uh, in getting the result at the at the weekend ahead of Sylvester's because of their know-how in terms of senior championships
0: Okay good stuff so it's uh, St Vincent's for yourself and Chemical Croaks for yourself again just a reminder Sunday's games uh, quarter past 2 St Vincent's versus St Sylvester's uh, in the Senior 2 final and half past 4 it's Chemical Croaks versus Nafina tickets available on WGA.ie for both games and like I say uh, the Senior 1 final is also live on TG Cahar on Sunday afternoon if you can't make it to Parnell Park. Coleman, thanks a million for joining us and the very best of luck and enjoy the games of the weekend as well.
1: Thanks, Derek. Take care.